you put down that stronghold and say, hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to our podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church. Let's just get our Bibles, notepads, and pens as we get into the Word of God. Today we're going to be sharing uh, a continuation from that is the other week. Last the other week uh, before the previous one, <coughs> we looked at a subject uh, of defensive warfare. But today we're going to um, look at offensive warfare. Amen and amen. And um, in understanding the subject of uh, offensive warfare under the main topic, spiritual warfare, is is very important so that we can just help or even just be in a place where we can um, be diligent soldiers or diligent people in the vineyard of God. Now, Offensive warfare is simply a part of spiritual warfare that it's a part or platform of spiritual warfare that allows you to enforce victory. It's a part and platform of spiritual warfare that allows you to enforce victory. Sometimes, apart from enforcing victory, you are ensuring and enforcing compliance not only are you enforcing compliance you are plundering the works of the enemies but not only just plundering the works of the enemies you could initiate offensive warfare when you seek a restoration hallelujah and so whenever we are positioned to engage in battle of a certain you know arenas or certain uh, things we need to ensure that obviously we are enforcing victory but also ensuring that we are communicating compliance getting restoration and ultimately plundering destroying frustrating the works of the enemies so in spiritual warfare it is not always that you will be in a defense mode Sometimes the Lord demands that you fight. Sometimes the Lord demands that you st- you take step and appear on the battlefield. Sometimes the Lord demands that you ambush the enemy. Amen and amen. And so today I just want to get to share with you. I I, I know it is a practice that many people have gotten to establish in their Christian walk. Uh, many of us have gotten to, you know, uh, engage in offensive warfare. But uh, today I want to just explain to you one of the things that will make you effective in your offensive warfare. 
because even though you can get to engage in offensive warfare it is not all the time that you are effective all right there are many times you've said die there are many times you've said fire there are many times you've said be scattered but sometimes you've not necessarily seen the results or the effectiveness of what you are getting to do so i'm going to show you per- perhaps a step by step maybe not necessarily a step by step but a, a guiding uh, procedure in how you and i can get to fight and uh, deal with the enemy amen and amen so uh, what are the needs or rather what are the uh, guidelines that you and i need to have to engage in spiritual warfare the first guideline and need is you and i need to understand the need for warfare that's the first thing before we talk about fighting you have to understand that oh now i have to fight you have to understand that oh there is an enemy you have to understand that there is an opposition you have to understand in short you have to understand the current situation so the first thing you need to do before you engage in spiritual warfare on the offensive side is that you need to understand the current situation that is the current situation conducive for me to fight am i experiencing a season of fighting am i experiencing a season of peace am i experiencing a demand for me to arise and you know plunder against the enemy so under coming to a place of understanding is quite diverse and i want to show you at least two streams of getting to understand because sometimes people engage themselves in offensive warfare when they are not even supposed to fight all right but then there are times where sometimes people are supposed to arise and engage themselves in offensive warfare and that's when they are seated so they fail to recognize and understand the current situation around them they fail to discern the environment around them and fail to you know position themselves to actually fight uh, for what is meant for them praise be to god now in daniel chapter number 1 sorry chapter number 9 and verse 1 the bible shows us one way to position yourself so that you can engage in spiritual warfare praise be to god the bible says in the first year of darius the son of asherus of the lineage of medes who was king over the realm of the chaldeans aha uh-huh, next verse in the first year of his reign all right then he says i daniel understood by the books the number of years specified by the word of the lord through jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of jerusalem all right now you will notice something before daniel could engage himself to pray and pray continuously that he that he is in a place to labor against the prince of persia the principality that was holding on you know 
to Israel, the first thing he needed to do was to understand. And one of the and the Bible tells us he understood by the books. He understood by scripture. He understood according to the word of the Lord. So he understood that he says in the word of the Lord or rather in what it was written concerning scripture. What was written was that 70 years Israel will be under the captivity of Babylon. So he noticed that 70 years so the fact that he noticed 70 years is now accomplished or is getting accomplished he is then positioned to say mm -mm, here if I don't do anything that prophecy or whatever was written may not come to pass so I must arise amen and amen so he understood by scripture. So there are things that you can get to understand by scripture that will help you, you know, diagnose and navigate around what is happening around you. Then you will be able to say, I need to do warfare. For example, scripture will show you how mankind or a believer should suffer. It will guide you. And it will guide you how a believer should not suffer. Amen and amen. When it's talking about tribulations, it will tell you about persecutions and other things. But if you notice that maybe in your family, there are certain patterns that are happening, you will notice and understand from scripture that what I am going through does not align to the cup of suffering or to the kind of situations that a believer should go through. So from that understanding, you'll say, ah, this is not normal. From scripture, you're able to diagnose the situation and notice that, ah, well, this is not normal. Why? Because you've understood how the Bible has written certain things about you. Glory to God. The Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against different other things altogether. So from there, even there, you'll get to understand that why is it that men are fighting men? Why is it that anyone that comes to me is fighting me? So from there, you know that mm -mm, me, my battle is not against flesh and blood. There's something that's happening. Hallelujah. So there's understanding through scripture. But the next level of understanding is, is, is more of a revelatory understanding. That's why you will notice something. It says, I understood by the books the number of years specified by the word of the Lord. So sometimes divine revelation can come to you and reveal to you that, Sir, Madam, you're under attack. You need to fight. Or, sir, madam, you need to destroy things. It can come by divine inspiration, by the leading of the Holy Spirit. You can know it yourself by the Spirit of God that, ah, I think I'm in a season of warfare. 
the first thing you need to do is what? Understand. Amen and amen. Because when you understand, then you will be positioned to act. If you don't understand, first of all, ah, you. Glory to God. So you understand by scripture, number one, and then you understand by divine revelation. This is where you and I also need to grow to increase in our discernment abilities. Many people have been taught to, sus to suspect, not to discern. Suspicion is the lowest level. Anyone can suspect. But for you as a child of God, you have to grow in discernment. Glory to God. I remember engaging in offensive warfare by understanding that this is not normal if it is, is, if it is operating in my life. And I engaged in warfare. But I also remember a time where I had to engage in spiritual warfare when the Lord himself showed me. I'm doing other things. You know, I'm having my session with the Lord. And then the Lord says, stop what you are doing. I want you to begin to plunder wickedness in your family. I didn't know. Until he told me and I understood and that's how I engaged. Amen and amen. So Daniel has understood, right? He now knows that the consolation or the, uh, uh, the captivity of Israel is due to be over. Expiry date, Yafika. So something must change. So what does he do in the next verse? Then I set my face towards the Lord God. Listen. Have you noticed? I'm now showing you a nice formula. Because some of you, immediately, you understand you're in warfare. You already go and start warfare. No, 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 no. Before you address the enemy, meet the commander. What did Daniel do? He set his face towards the Lord to make a request by prayer and supplications. So he's making petitions unto the Lord. What's happening? Guide me, Lord. Help me. And as he does that, he is positioned to prepare himself for offensive warfare. So the next thing, after you've understood the place that you are at, the next thing you need to do is to seek counsel. To seek counsel and direction. Proverbs 20 verse 18. If you have it in the, uh, in the NLT, I'll be, I'll be most grateful. To seek counsel and direction. 20 verse 18. Plans succeed through good counsel. <laughs> then it says, don't go to war without wise advice. 
don't start your warfare without counsel. Do you know why some people do you know why some people they they may understand they are due for warfare and then they go. So the problem is when they go on the battleground they f they shoot everywhere. That's why they end up saying every power. No, you're not dealing with every power. You're dealing with a specific power. Amen and amen. Every power that is fighting me. You could be a power fighting yourself. <laughs> Yes. So what you need to do is go and get counsel. Seek from the Lord. Direction. What do I do? Show me. Then, have you noticed? We're, we're talking about offensive warfare here. But first I need to understand. Next I need to get counsel. I need the Lord to lead me. Because it is in counsel that I get my victory formula. It is in council where I get direction. It is in council where the Lord leads me to do this and that. Please, don't forget this scripture. Don't go to war without wise advice. Yes, we, you've known that there are powers that are fighting your family. It's fine, you've known that. But don't just address them just there and then. Get counsel. Meet the Lord first. Have you noticed even in Psalms chapter number 30, first, first Samuel chapter number 30 and verse 8, David recognized that his home was plundered. He recognized that all the other soldiers, their wives were gotten, you know, uh, there, was, there was destruction. They stole from them. And what they did is that they understood that they were under attack. But before they, they did anything, they first cried, 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 because ish, I mean, stealing your wife is, is, is not something nice. I get back to NKJV. They store their belongings, they store their wives, they store their children, they store everything. After they cried and cried, look at what the Bible says. It says, so David inquired of the Lord before you meet or before you address your enemies meet God hallelujah before you address your enemies meet God interesting that's how Jesus used to start his day he would rise up very early meet God and he would walk in the power of the spirit throughout the day. Now, look at, the Bible says, so David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troop? He's asking, should I? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. David's question was, should I pursue? Should I overtake? God says, yes, pursue, overtake, and recover. So he's gotten a victory formula. Because at the end of the day, God says, you shall recover without fail. Ah. So here you are. <laughs> You've gotten your victory formula.
So what do you need to do? You need to prepare now for offensive warfare. You now need to prepare your shabraga dizebrahis uvrahish. Engraga dizabrahadigidishakrahis. Wait, 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 wait. Before you fight, there are a few checks that you need. You've gotten your victory formula, but before you fight, there are a few checks that you need. Number one, check your strength. Why? Because you need strength and stamina in every war. Ah. Remember, God told these guys to go, to pursue, overtake, and recover, right? They were given a victory formula. But look at next verse. The Bible says, so David went. He went, and, and, and so David went, and he and 600 men who were with him, and they came to the brook Besor, where those who were left behind. Okay, so it simply means they went 600 of them. To what? To pursue, overtake, and recover. But ne next verse, after they reached the brook, But David pursued and David pursued he and 400 men for 200 stayed behind who were so weary that they could not cross. They were all sent to recover, but not all of them had strength. Hallelujah. Ah, there are some people who are ready. They've been told you win it. Unfortunately, <laughs> you don't have strength. No wonder the Bible encourages us to be strong in the Lord. No wonder sometimes, have you noticed some people will start warfare, but then that warfare may take some time. And then they'll be like, ah, things are not changing. You had no strength. You had no strength. So you need to check your stamina levels. You need to check your strength levels. How do you know your strength? The Bible says if you faint on the day of adversity, your strength is small. If you panic, if you ah, <laughs> your strength is small. So check your strength. God can give Moses a victory formula to win against Amalek. What is that victory formula? Raise your hands and lift the staff. Ah, Moses needs to check his strength because how long is he going to hold the staff? Aha. So now you know how to increase strength. You need to be strategic. How? Number one, be strong in the Lord. Number two, you can be strong by having people around you. That's why we encourage prayer partners. Praying for one another. Yes. Isn't it very interesting that Jesus, when he was going to pray before he would die, he would not go alone. He would go with Peter, John, James. When Peter, John, and James sleep, Jesus will not say, I understand. He will say, Sir, wake up. I need. Hallelujah. So check your strength. 
It will help you a lot. Sometimes there are a few things that affect your strength. There are a few things that affect your strength. And some of them are the kind of armory or or weapons or even just yeah let me just say armors that you put on have you noticed when david one once he was he was young when he wanted to fight goliath he was already sufficient in strength right but then Saul decided to give him armor like you know military armor so david had put on that armor Yet David had already sufficient strength. But when David put on that armor, he found that armor to be heavy, which affected his strength. So And so he said, sorry, sir. I can't put this on. I am enough putting on God. Amen and amen. So what am I trying to show you? There are certain things that will affect your strength in, 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 in spiritual warfare when you put on quite a number of things. I'll give you an example. You become heavy when you put on offense and you want to fight. You become heavy. You become heavy when you put on fear. Do you remember when in Judges chapter number 7 when God sent Gideon to fight? There were 32,000 people in the army. And God says, uh-uh, you are too much. Then he says, I want you to address the army. If anyone is afraid, go home. If anyone is afraid, go home. Do you know how many were afraid from the 32,000? 22,000 people. 22,000 people were afraid. In short, they disqualified themselves for offensive warfare. So they had to go home. Why? They had put on the garment of fear. You can't manifest with the garment of fear. There are certain atmospheres and environments that God will work in. God cannot easily manifest in an will not manifest in an atmosphere of fear. Amen and amen. That's why people drown. Look at Peter. He drowns in the midst of Jesus. Because how do you want Jesus to work? You are doubting. After the twenty-two thousand went home. God said, okay, since you've remained about uh, 10,000, I want you to now observe when you go and drink water, when you refresh yourself, I want you to see the posture of everyone. If people drink water a certain way or by uh, making a cup with their mouth, do that. But if someone decides to kneel down and drink water tell them to go home so another thing that is affecting now offensive warfare is compromise when you put it on 
have you noticed it it affects not just your authority even your consciousness that's why have you noticed even just functioning in the deliverance ministry ah you need capurity <laughs> you need capurity because immediately you know you're not living well and you say come out and the demon says no you will know why deliverance <laughs> don't say anything don't say anything keep quiet keep quiet keep quiet uh uh-uh. <laughs> keep quiet shut your mouth up asha mugwile not eh eh what are you doing perhaps being scared that the demon will give a revelation so how can you chase me a spirit of lust when there are three other demons of lust in you you can't you can't resist what you submit to you can't it's 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 very simple submit whatever you submit to uh is will empower you okay the bible says submit to god then resist the devil so if you submit to god you are empowered to resist the devil but if you submit to satan in a certain way you are resisting god so it's it's there's that's how it is whatever you side with so again your offensive warfare will be s- will be affected by what you are submitting to how do you break powers <laughs> i went to ngombe and i was invited to pray for somebody and i started praying for the person mm. and i noticed the environment was very thick with darkness we started praying 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 mm. and the lord says there's a problem and i asked what is the problem oh lord and he says the person you are praying for has a charm in the house so i asked i said ah the charm is where ah two weeks ago banani was anifake munyumba I said, imagine why why you muti itana. It's such a bunch. We've not come with a board a, for a board meeting with uh, those charms. I said, okay, remove those charms, throw them away, come back. She removed, threw, came back in the house, laid hands on her, instantly healed. I said, you were affecting our warfare. Amen and amen. Ah yes. So a, a a soldier needs to know what they are carrying. You need to carry the correct things when you're going for battle. Sometimes you feel like it's only weapons you should carry. No. Imagine give a person who has fear a gun. That's dangerous. No, it's dangerous. You think so many people think it's just a weapon that you need. Your armor is important. What you guard yourself with. If you put on fear and then you're going to use a gun. That's why we even encourage people when you're afraid, don't even do any warfare. In fact, we even encourage people if you're afraid, go to God. 
run to God. Don't address the enemy. Because why does the Bible? The Bible says perfect love casteth fear away. So go to the one who is perfect love. Not addressing the enemy. That's why some of you when you have nightmares, when praying, you are blessing the, the devil. By mistake. It's a nightmare. Father, it is Mudari says Satan. Oh no, what I mean is because you are afraid. Yes. Wait, they are afraid I break, I spoil. Yes. So me uh, and I've, I've, I I know what I'm saying because I've prayed like that before. Do you know the Lord has stopped me from praying before? And it's a bad nightmare. And then I woke up, stay praying. <laughs> remember the devil, remember Shani. And then the Lord says, Son, shh. And I slept. I'm like, okay. From that time, like, from that time, I've told myself, the devil will never give me a prayer point. If, if Naloda. Nizaoka, no abuere la kugona. Nizapempera, penizafuna, not <laughs> because satana and pass a prayer point. That's me. Glory to God. So check your stamina with what you're putting on. And then, finally, ensure you have adequate weapons. Ensure that you have your adequate weapons. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Not physical things. They are not carnal. The Bible says these weapons are mighty in God that they are able to even pull down strongholds. They are mighty. So understand your weapons. In Ephesians chapter number 6, one of the weapons that we are taught is known as the sword of the spirit. And the sword of the spirit is described as the word of God. In you understanding the word of God as a powerful weapon, understand its nature. The Bible says the word is active. The word is powerful. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. With it, I cut down. With it, I separate. With it, I penetrate. It is sharp. It is effective to the dividing of the soul and spirit, to the bones and marrows. It can deal with any circumstance in the realm of the flesh, the realm of the spirit, in the realm of thought. Any place you are understanding that this is a weapon that you have. Jeremiah says, is not my word like a fire? My goodness. You understand again, Jeremiah says, oh, it is like a hammer that breaks rocks into pieces. It simply means when you encounter those things that you need to address, you know that when you are delivering or declaring the word of God, which is a weapon, it will work as a hammer, it will work as a fire, it will work as a sword, it will work as something that is active, it will work as something that is 
powerful but all you need to know is to carry your weapons of warfare that's why david is able to pick up stones but not only is he picking up stones he knows the word of the lord because he says i come to you you said you come to me with a stone spear and javelin but me i come to you not with stones in the name of the lord he knows his weapons he comes to goliath in the name of the lord not with stones so he understands his weapons so understand your weapons and go with them use them most assuredly your powerful weapon is the word of god it is the sword of the spirit and your powerful weapon is the name of jesus for we were given the name as a right to use and so you can address anything so now what do you do on the battlefront you understood the situation you got counsel met the lord you checked your stamina now you address the enemy when you are addressing the enemy you are not praying praying is when you are praying you are praying to god that's when you got your counsel when you are addressing the enemy you are speaking that's why concerning mountains jesus said you shall say to the mountain not pray to the mountain it says be thou removed and be cast out so in that moment even though it seems like you are in a posture of praying you are actually taking command and addressing the enemy so you say in the name of the lord jesus christ of nazareth i come and rebuke because you got specific counsel you spirit of sickness that is bothering my family today you lose my address in the name of jesus christ you've used the word and you've used authority in the name of jesus then whatever you declare should happen that's how you're going to use offensive warfare if you are going to use another formula and decide just to fight without counsel my goodness you might be shocked very very shocked so saints of god i came to encourage you It is important to do things correctly. And it's important to get yourself positioned for such. So that when you enforce your victory, when you address those mountains, then you will ensure there is compliance. You will ensure there is restoration. You will ensure that results will be achieved. Let's rise to our feet.